Hello, welcome to episode five of The Dinosaurs. It's been a bit of a break. Um, I think last time we left it, we said we were going to do updates and let each other know what we've been up to, let you guys know um, what we've been up to. But we've all been so busy, we haven't let anyone know what we've been doing. So I think the last time I was speaking, Drew was about to go off to a wedding, um, but that's, that's been gone some months now. So I'm, I'm going to hand it straight to you, Drew, and you can just update us on what's, what's happening in, in, in Drew land. Uh, yeah, so I guess, as you said, Dom, uh, last time we all spoke, really, other than chatting online on Instagram and stuff, uh, I was about to get married. I am now married. Uh, <laughs> not, divor- not divorced yet, which is always good. Um, <laughs> How long has it been? Three months. Oh, that's like. a successful marriage then. No divorce. In yeah, three it's months. <laughs> longer than some last. Um, but uh, yeah, so... Did that, went on our honeymoon, went to Italy, Ferrari factory, did the Ferrari Oh, experience. you did the Ferrari experience. Yeah. Yeah. So I did the, drove a Ferrari uh, Portofino around Maranello. I was trying to remember the name of the place. I was like, oh my God, it's been three months. I can't remember. Um, so yeah, I drove a Portofino around Maranello, uh, did the F1 sim. Nice. Got a t- terrible, terrible That's time on cool. Monza. The the guy who was taking me through it was like, do you, do you want manual or auto? And me thinking I'm Billy Big Balls was like, manual, obviously. And then realised I knew nothing about the gearing of an F1 car and couldn't get any of the gearing right for corners and stuff. So I should definitely have gone, uh, definitely gone auto. So I don't think Hamilton's got much to worry about yet. How was the Ferrari? Uh, insane. Insane. Like, just the, the, the sound, like the sound track of... A proper supercar is just not to be missed, is it? Um, don't think Lauren was too thrilled. She was in the she was in the back seats of it, which were basically like plastic buckets. Because I'd like it. They they had all sorts of different stuff. They had McLaren seven twenties and stuff like that. Um, at the, the like the car experience place too. But um, I wanted to get something that had four seats so she could come with. Because obviously you have to have somebody from the company you're doing the experience with in the car with you. So we're fairly limited in terms of four-seat supercars, you know. Mm. Um, it was meant to be a California, but they gave us a free upgrade to the Portofino because it was our honeymoon. They offered oh, Lauren a chance to drive it as well, and she said no. She said no. She no. Yeah. yeah, she was. She'd never driven on the other side of the road before, and she'd never driven anything faster than a two-point-two diesel Civic. So, so does that mean she, she still she hasn't? It. Still hasn't driven sh- on the correct. other side. Correct. Correct. Oh, I mean, surely that would. Be like two birds with one stone, then. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, imagine your first time driving abroad being a Ferrari oh. in, in <laughs> the town the factory's in. And she said no. That's worth so, more so, than probably your house. Yeah, well, it would definitely worth my. I live in Scotland. I live in Dundee. Houses here are worth nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that was good. And in terms of car stuff, I've not really, not really been up to much. Um, I've still, I think last time we spoke, I'd just received my RS performance steering wheel and stuff, which is still just sat in the box. I've not done anything with it yet. Um, due to a combination of crap weather and being busy. Yeah, cause we came, crap came weather back from, at the moment is absolutely killer for doing anything on the cars. Yeah, totally. We, we came back from the honeymoon and then, you know, the band had a few gigs and stuff like that. And then you're straight into the festive period, Christmas and New Year and like seeing people you've not seen for ages and like... Because of COVID, we were trying not to see anybody in the run-up to the wedding to make sure it didn't get called off last minute because, you know, yeah. somebody important tested positive or whatever. So 
there was like the, the doing the rounds and seeing everybody after the wedding and stuff so i've not really had much of a chance but so i have the the rs performance wheel with the volantec control panel to keep the cruise control on the horn and stuff like that with the aftermarket wheel so it's all sat there i just need to get around to fitting it but i'm also a little bit scared of blowing the airbag up in my face I'd, you'll be fine yeah just disconnect the battery <coughs> yeah so that's disconnect the battery oh, and hit the somewhere. steering wheel really hard with a hammer <laughs> i've not got a hammer it's broken <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> can't remember what car stuff you've done for three months but you can remember the Wait, fate no. of your hammer you got your new yeah, uh, hell products yeah i did i i got a shout out to martin and martin's friend who works at hell performance for uh hooking me up with that i've got the oh, rear yeah. braided hoses and the clutch damper delete for them again as well that's definitely not one i'll attempt myself though me i want to know how that goes though i'm, I'm interested because i've never done a clutch damper delete so yeah just see how easy that is or isn't to do on them again from what I've read online from other people who've done it, I don't think it necessarily gives you a much of a difference in terms of clutch feel, but the dampers are prone to leaking, so it removes yeah. that as a possibility, which I guess is always good. Um, I just I, I wanted to get the rear the rear braided hoses, and since I was getting such a good deal on them, I thought I might, might as well. Because I've got the front braided hoses and have had them for a while, so I figure I might as well upgrade the lot, you know? The, the final payment for the, the loan I, I took to buy them again comes out on the 1st of February and then it's completely mine, which should free up quite a bit of money each month to look at doing some oh, more awesome. stuff to it. Nice. Or or to put some more money in the bank and leave it there for when it invariably breaks. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see. Yeah, so I've not been up to much. I've uh, I've got the... the I mean, you... The gaskets you got married. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's not much. I've got the gaskets sat here to do the the EGR on Lauren Civic as well because it is dying a death. It's like no power in any gear between like fifteen hundred and two thousand RPM. Bit of reading on it said it was the EGR being blocked, so I got the gaskets. But again, I don't really want to be trying to take off the EGR on the driveway in Scotland in January. Where where are they on the Civic? Are they right at the front. Yeah, they're they're pretty easy to get to. Seven seven bolts and like you don't need to take half the car apart to do it. It's just that I don't have anywhere sheltered to to attempt it. It'll be by Pop far up gazebo. <laughs> yeah, be by far the most advanced mechanical thing I've attempted myself when I do get the chance to do it. But <laughs> it needs to stop pissing with rain for ten minutes first. It'll be rewarding. Yeah, those definitely, sort of things definitely. are just like slap them in and you just notice the difference. And you're like, okay, cool. Yeah, so hopefully, hopefully get around to doing that soon. But other than that, I've not got much to report on. I had to do my um, EGR cooler on my Audi actually tail end of last year, but that just completely blocked, and it was just a complete pain in the ass to be honest. But did you not too bad. did you remove it or did you did you fix it? No, I fixed it. Ah, oh, that's very grown up. Yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm yeah, planning the... to fix mine as well. So on yeah, the on the, the CCR on the CCR literally got. Um, like an oven tray I might have said this already cut it roughly to size and put it in the way done what did you do did you get a, did you get like an engine management light yeah I got an engine did management light yeah. and it and yeah. um, it it's I don't know how you'd explain it. it's like a butterfly valve isn't it yeah. so um, essentially it was stuck open so the car wouldn't start properly so literally just separated the jar pipe and then literally put a bit of plate in it and then done fixed bit of tape no no, no map no nothing it was really badly done 
it took all of about 15 minutes <laughs> but it fixed the problem <laughs> <laughs> yeah the problem i have is that I, I sort of diagnosed it, it was actually getting hold of one because it's quite it's a common issue on like the uh, two liter d-bag engines yeah, it's and, the um, same engine in the cc so you yeah just, yeah like just trying to get hold of one was a nightmare we spoke to one uh our well, buffy the guys at work went and looked at it for me looked, uh, start again tried to look up the part for me um and they basically one guy said yeah we think we can get one but it won't be to like march really and things like that it was like oh well, so right, okay that i ended up just sticking a plate in because it was the morning before i was going to work it had broken i was like well i just need to sort this and then get gone so that's why that happened and it worked fine so i never did anything about it again and then mm. i was gonna get i think they call it a race pipe from dark side development and that removes yeah. the whole cooler system, so it's literally just yeah. a, literally just a pipe. Um, it's yeah. like ninety quid or something. You can just pop it in, and that's the end of your problems. And then if that works just as blanking it did, it was just literally just an engine management light. And then obviously it wouldn't trigger the DPF cleaning either. So no. in the long run, I guess you're going to clog a DPF, but you know, just spray some brake brake cleaner on stuff and hope for the best. <laughs> yeah, there is that side of it. Yeah. yeah. So so our Civic doesn't have a DPF. It's just pre dpf it's mm. just the egr so like i say it's seven bolts to get it off so as long as none of the bolts are seized or like snapped try to take them out it should be easy even for an idiot like me but should and are two different things just use a six foot scaffolding pole if anything sees which leverage and nothing well, yeah, might nothing be quite hard ever happen with that might be quite hard to do it inside the engine bay no you just stand on the engine and then <laughs> yoink with all your weight yeah and more swear words swear words and longer poles yeah that's how you get most things and then you'll just be drilling it out for about four hours <laughs> good luck <laughs> um it'll be fine you guys ha can i take a a few words yeah do it yeah of yeah. course go for it Jump. yeah so um what have i done with cars i haven't really done much oh, i got a new steering wheel and i got a new boss so i went for an old uh sabelt rally style uh, wheel nice um yeah apart from i put it on wonky so i put my stock one on wonky after i took it off about nine months ago i didn't realize so there's like the middle splines and then the the locking key part so you shouldn't be able to put it on wonky however me being me i had put it on slightly like one tooth to the left so i was kind of driving at 11 11 o'clock um and i thought my tracking was out so I took it to a place. I went to go to Volkscraft, but they're like a 10-week lead time or something. They're so busy. Um, so yeah, I went to get it tracked, and he goes, there's nothing wrong. They're perfectly aligned. And I was like, oh, okay. And then he said, you do know that the keys spin around freely. I was like, oh. So I just went home and just moved it one tooth to the right, and now I've actually got a steering wheel that goes straight. And just... <laughs> quite nice to finally have i'm not gonna lie um that's a silly problem <laughs> oh, no, oh, i know i know that's why i just stick with computers really not really built for cars um however i did i did chip a uh, oh, yes, ecu for my friend really on the weekend i saw that yeah you said that that's cool. yeah so i chipped the k series um ecu so they could flash um i mean it's been turboed and they kept the standard ECU. Uh, it had about six pound of PSI, uh, you know, six PSI, sorry, but 
it wasn't very usable. The, the stock ECU is obviously taking a dump anytime you put too much boost in. So now they've got a successful uh, 10 PSI in it, I believe. Um, they said it's really transformed it. And that was a board that was like £200. Um, and then just got some jumper wires and the world's tiniest resistor. Um, myself and Alex put that in. Um, and that was pretty cool. I'm, I'm happy that worked. So yeah, I expect that we decided to try and tin. Yeah, we were trying to tin some wire. Um, but we didn't realize we were right on top of the actual ECU. And loads of soldiers blobbed onto the board. And we're like, oh, no. <laughs> so that was a bit scary moment. I was like, we've either fucked the board completely or we can get this off. So, but yeah, we plugged it in, loaded up like a base map. Um, and it fired up straight away. So I was happy. And then they had live statistics so they could just tune it on the road. So um, it'd be good if they get it on a dyno and really hone that one down a bit. But that's in an MR2. So that's a K-swapped MR2. Um, that's cool. pretty cool. I was cool well, saying that done. the other day as well. Obviously, I mean, Lee, you you were there um, mm. at refuel, the last refuel, in fact. Yes, yeah, last one for a few months, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I've still got to do my brakes. They're just sat in the garage. Again, I need to lie in the road and fit a whole rear trailing arm and. Well, come calipers, come to the so. unit. There's, well, actually, no, don't. There's no space in the unit. <laughs> so don't come. To no, the unit. <laughs> I'll just lie on the road. No, um, my friend with the Sunny, um, he's, I think he's going to come out and we're going to play Japanese hatchbacks. Do it on the 30th. Um, yeah, other than that, Dom, you party pooper. Christmas Eve was pretty cool. I'm not sure if uh, Lee or Drew... Yeah, I think, Drew, you commented on that video on Christmas Eve. We went up to the uh, the private driveway and um, in the Sylvia with a BMW turbo engine. Blasted that a couple of times. I got that on my old like tape film camera. You started doing. I know it's that not car stuff, fun. but your film developing stuff pretty cool at the moment. Yeah, yeah, I'm really happy with home developing film. I kind of want to push it more. Um, and like I said, when you reveal your your new car in your segment, Dom, mm. that's going to work well just because because of contrast, really. Yeah. So I do that now. Eventually, I'm going to print it. Well, you can do it. Yeah, now. I mean, I'm done. I think. I, I bought. I think that's all. Like up for cars. I bought a black car. There you go. That's the contrast information. There you go. Done. <laughs> There's uh, seven letters in the number plate as well. That there well, is numbers. Aren't there it? is. There's a mix of numbers in there. Um, no. So I. Can you guess it yet? Uh, <laughs> it's been so long. I'm not really sure what I was doing last time. So I had the CC. I think. Um, was I selling it last time? No, I don't think so. No. I think that came later. Oh no. So I think last time we spoke, you'd just come back from Scotland. Like I think it, oh, like, yeah. or, or it certainly wasn't I long saw. after you'd been back from Scotland. Yeah. And you were trying to say to us that you could get up and there on a tank of fuel. Which I, I think would have been possible, but unfortunately, I'm never gonna try. No. I think you should try it in your new car. See how far you <laughs> yeah, get. Yeah, no, it's just not gonna happen. Um. So yeah, I bought a, I bought an R twenty six again. I sold the CC. Um, I'm not really sure why I bought it, other than it was an absolute bargain. Um, so do I want to share that? Yeah, I'll share that. Market value for that moment, Drew. How much? Do you know how much yours is worth? Six, probably. And a bit. It, like if if I refurb the wheels, an easy six. Yeah, yours is liquid yellow, so I reckon you'll get more for that anyway. 
So mine's mine's insured for six and a half. I I bought it for three and a half. Yeah, that's a steal. Even with like some stuff wrong with it, mm. that would be a good deal. So there's a couple of little bits wrong with it. So I've done some things already. Um, done oil, done oil filter. Um, done spark plugs, done coils. Um, I've got injectors put in. Got a bit of a cough in the exhaust. I got a short shifter, um, coming as well. But the exhaust, um, I got told I had an exhaust leak. I got under the car and it literally snapped in two places. There's a Miltech exhaust. So at the moment, I'm doing battle with Miltech to say it has a lifetime warranty, but only if you're the original owner. So Funny, I had the same problem with Cook Sport Springs on did my you? Life lifetime warranty, and they were bought three months before I bought the car. I had the receipt for them because I got the paperwork with the car. And they were like, no, you're not the original owner. And I'm like, well, I've had them since we're three months old and I've got the receipt. It's not very lifetime. So I, they told me to stuff it. So Did they? So <laughs> yeah, ex expect very that. professional. And now I am not using Cook Sports Rings. I've got grams. Um, ah, so I'm looking at getting... Oh, anyway, yeah, we're in it. We're in it. Yeah, so, yeah. so yeah, you're doing um, battle with So I'm doing battle with them at the moment. And uh, essentially it's the same argument. I'm like, so it's, it's a lifetime warranty. I don't understand how life length changes by ownership change. Mm -hmm. So, and it's, um, I'll, I'll be completely honest, it's shit. Like, I can't believe how bad the exhaust is. It's like it's been underwater for years. Um, so, yeah, quite surprised by that. Um, but otherwise, it's a, it's a pretty good car. It's a luxe model, so it's got full leather interior um, and other little shiny bits. Roof rack? It has got a roof rack now, because I like a roof rack. Um, so, when I sold the CC, um, I got lowballed, so I removed every single possible thing off the CC. So it got sold with no dust cap. Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> <is> brutal. <laughs> no, no dust cap, um, no spare wheel, no roof rack, no spacers, literally nothing, bare bones. Um, so what, then, what about air in the tires? Uh, yeah, but it was it was um, it was winter air. Oh, right. Yeah, it took the summer air out just to spite them. Um, so, yeah, so I sold that roof rack in off the CC in Plymouth. And by coincidence, someone was selling one from McGann in Plymouth. So I literally just drove there, gave it to someone, drove 15 minutes down the road, picked the other one, put it on and went home. Worked out quite well, really, because this roof rack's better. It's like a 400 quid roof rack, um, which means I can still put surfboards on it and Christmas trees and other essentials. Um, yes, that's pretty good. Uh, talking of car ownership stuff, um, I don't owe any money on the caddy at all, so the caddy is completely mine, which is quite nice. Um, oh, cool. However, uh, I'm, I'm kind of trying to save for a house, so the caddy is taking a bit of a back seat, hence getting a little bit of a sillier thing for a daily, so I don't go bored out of my mind. So, um, yeah, I'm going to tinker with that rather than big numbers stuff on the caddy because the, the the repair quotes that i got for it being essentially blasted welded and repainted were very much on the edge of five figures um and i don't have five figures. so yeah that's not a go slow at the moment um but hey that's what it is isn't it i mean i've got i guess once that's done most of the big bits needed to progress the caddy um, so, you know, brake and gearbox, clutch, flywheel, all that stuff. Um, it'll just be lots of little things. So I need a different fuel pump uh, and fuel lines and all that. And it will, it will add up. But yeah, the main big expense thing is the actual 
um, yeah, welding and painting. Is that just for transporting a shell to a a place of restoration? Like literally just the shell? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Um, yeah. How rotten is it? Uh, which part? Ooh. Any. <laughs> Some of it is rotten. <laughs> Um, some, I, I'm, obviously I'm not an expert like I don't, in terms of rust repairs and stuff small things, yeah I get that but um, there's some bigger bits that the, the whole floor pan essentially in, in the cabin will need to be cut out and redone mm. um, the front where the, so the engine mounts one of them is right at the front of the engine and goes on the, kind of the bar across the front um, that bar I can bend with my feet so it's not going to be hard. That's because you go to the gym. Though. Yeah, yeah, it's because I work out, yeah. You just hold. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, I couldn't bend it to begin with, but now I'm so strong it just bends even when I look at it. Um, <laughs> oh. So there's just, yeah, there's quite a few bits. That's taken a back seat. Um, so I'm just, yeah, you're going to be, be a French car guy for a bit. And now that we're allowed a bit more out in the world, do some track days. Um, how about we invest mm -hmm. in you learning how to weld so i'm doing that as well and then you buy the panels oh sweet yeah so i'm, I'm gonna say his name so that he can't change his mind um craig at alicat has offered to oh, nice. um teach me a bit of welding when i've got some time and then i'll just well see how i get on really um what he was saying yeah. was is you know once you know the basics of it you literally just have to sit there and do it and that's how you learn how to do it there isn't like a theory there is just just how you do it mm. do it my friend with his caddy, he like bought uh, like blank floor plates for a caddy, mm. and then just cut them all out and just welded in fresh ones. Yeah. Um, and did like a lot of it like that, um, because you can buy a lot of the panels. Yeah. So Epitech and rectification and stuff do quite a lot of bits, um, but that doesn't necessarily mean they've got the bits in stock. And also the price of everything's just gone up. Yeah, I mean, I mean, no, the caddy's going to be a permanent fixture, whether it takes me, you know, a year or, or five years or what. Um, so that, that won't go anywhere. It will just slow down for a bit. Well, if you get a house with a double garage, well, part of you the plop thing it in is, there yeah, and then just it, chip away for like four years. Yeah. And just so our house list is must have a garden because my dog needs a garden um, and must have a, a garage. Essentially. They're, they're the requirements. Hoping, you know, ideal situation, three bed detached or semi detached with a double garage. But there isn't many three bed houses with a double garage. Um, there isn't many three no. bed houses with a garage for that matter. But, no, we, we, if we, well, we do want to move at some point. And what we'd like is something like only like a two or three bed on on the outskirts of, of, of Exeter, mm. but with like a double garage or some with a plot of land like all the way around that you could put like a, like a double garage on but yeah but bigger or even just like a carport in a single garage would be pretty sick right? yeah i mean what i would really like at least is a driveway that is flat um because mm. the only driveway i've ever sort of used was wasn't flat and it was gravel and just jacking up a car and Oof. working under a car and gravel yeah awful <laughs> But yeah, there's other stuff. Um, I'm I'm in the middle of changing job, um, but I'll tell you a bit of that maybe in the next episode, depending on what happens and how it goes and stuff. Um, so yeah, I have no idea. I just I've been really busy, done quite a lot of car things actually. Um, yeah. Uh, what else? I got the 
next Belgian Brews come out, which presumably by the time we get this out will be either right around the corner or would have just been and gone on the 30th of January. So that looks like it's going to be quite a busy one. We were a little bit worried that it was going to be quite quiet, but kind of everyone that came last time has, well, not everyone, most lots of people have been messaging going, can my mate come uh, as well? So having had to ask the nice people across the road if we could use their parking, it sounds like we might have to do the same again. Um, but at least this time, Craig and Paul are expecting that, because last time I was kind of inviting people thinking, you know, 50% won't turn up, and I was just wrong, and everyone arrived. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. It was really good. Really good. It was a bit of a good. shock. <laughs> yeah. It was what I had hoped for a town sort of coffee meet. Like people are actually chatty and Yeah. Yeah, I thought it, it was, was a good varied amount of cars. Isn't We're it, also know? gonna have toilets this time. <laughs> no, that's a bonus. And um hopefully key rings. So Ooh. yeah, so the the builds and brew stuff um we do completely for free so there's no charge to obviously get in and we're not taking any money out so anything that costs anything we have to pay whether that's time or money or whatever and it's just mm. to kind of make that more possible um and then give it a bit of a uh, i don't want to call it branding but kind of an, an image so people know what it is even if they you know yeah yeah they should be cool um i know benji's definitely coming yeah I can say that on a podcast, so when he listens, he knows he has to be coming. And his friend with that imported legacy, he's coming. Was it actually... A, Even though it, I think it broke down the other day. Was it actually a legacy as well, not an Impreza? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's imported legacy. I'm sure he said Impreza, and, and then you started talking to him about his legacy, and I thought maybe this was like a friendly banter where you just didn't No, no, yeah, that. definitely legacy. It's pushing like 300 break as well. Is it a spec wild. R or whatever it is? Spec I have no idea. That's what they call them. But Benji's done a lot to his sonny recently, so he definitely wants to bring that. Nice. Yeah, should be a good bunch. And yeah. quite a lot of the, the people that I didn't think were going to come are still going to come. So what I thought is, you know, gritting the roads and whatever, people would just be putting their cars in their garages. But it actually sounds like people are looking forward to bringing them out again. You just wash it when you get on the way home, don't you? Yeah. Just wash it underneath. Drew's going to fly down at like 100 mile an hour the whole way. Funnily enough, um, my wife has applied to do a PhD at the University of Exeter. My Good choice. girlfriend is Ooh. currently doing a PhD at the University of Exeter. What's what's your wife going to study? What's her well, so her uh, first choice is Warwick, but Exeter is our kind of backup plan. And uh, it's... Oh, so we're a backup po now, Drew. Po po yeah. <laughs> <laughs> post-colonialism in Kenya and the, like the perception of the British Empire slash empire in general is the, the sort of topic it's I, I dare say it's interesting to some people it is not to me um, but then I don't think cars <laughs> are interested to her um, but yeah so I, I might end up down your way are you kidding? Uh, not, I, I wouldn't have thought we'd move but uh, certainly we might end up down for you know a couple of weeks at a time airbnb and bring the dog with us just work and i could just work remote or whatever so that'd if, be awesome if you are, no you're moving around. drew you're gonna become a southerner uh, no chance <laughs> yeah well, the, the nice, other end of the spectrum the, the nice weather would be good but i think i'd probably struggle to get a, a one-bedroom shed for the money our house would sell for in scotland devon prices 
So I yeah. think moving move in. I mean, you could just live in the shed in my garden if you want. D- depends on the amount of spiders. <laughs> As in, you want spiders or you don't want spiders? No, 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 yeah, no, no, I can no invite spiders. Them. No spiders. <laughs> They'll yes. come over later. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry, boys. You gotta get out. Trees coming. But yeah, so you know, we we might be down for she's got interviews and stuff like that we've spoken about coming down and just making a you know a weekend out of it or whatever so might be down for that that's cool oh yeah you can fly down and i literally live above a b&b as well if you want yeah i think we spoke about it before didn't we We said i might fly down for the i think it was the the january cars and coffee thing but i think it's a bit bit late for that 11 days yeah (laughs) um and and hannah could be your tour guide your um Oh yeah, so, university around the uni. Yeah. There you go, sorted, decided. Yeah, I Welcome. think I think the plan would be if we were to come down, we'd come down with the car and bring the dog. Mm. You know, if we're going to come down and make a weekend of it or whatever, but we'll we'll wait and see. She's waiting to hear. I think back you need to call it a dog. A dog to come down to them. Yeah. <laughs> that's my bring wee dog. That's my wee dog. <laughs> <laughs> so what have you been up to, Lee? Um. Yeah, not not a great deal really. Mainly stuff at home. But um no, I mean I I managed to get um the final sort of like the rear air ride kit for the Beetle for Christmas. Uh, yeah. um, I've been hoping to get that on, but I just haven't had a chance to. I was hoping to get it on for the thirty for Jan Don, but it's not gonna happen, I don't think. Um Again, you can do it I, there. Maybe maybe I we could... change it. Maybe it's not cars and coffee. Maybe it's just... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's all but, uh, turn other... up and fix our cars together. Yeah. The other thing as well is like desi- sort of decided on um, like what what sort of air management to run on it. I mean, go all like go all out and have it sort of electronic with like the solenoid valves and things like that. Mm. Or do I just keep it? Part of me sort of like thinks keep it just the old like old school with like the paddle valves so it's just more mechanical yeah as opposed with on little buttons and things like that but I, I don't know which way i'm going to go but yeah price will probably dictate and at the moment there's a massive difference in price so i'll probably just keep it old school and just have run the paddle valves with a couple of gauges and that'll be the end of that but it at the end of the day it works perfectly fine with that so that's probably what i'll do what's, what's the benefit what why would it be but, worth doing that different Oh, sorry, is it? Why would it be worth doing it differently? What What's the real difference? Uh, real, I think if you go down the like the solenoid valve um, route, you've got more sort of control over it, so to speak. You can um, you can just by like one button, you can get both side like both the front as a whole to go down, and then same with the rear, or you can do them individually. Plus, also I think looking at the way in which it operates and stuff, I think it actually it allows the the air to escape a lot quicker so it will lower quicker right whereas when you're running just like individual paddle valves which is just basically just like little buttons but well just little levers if you like that you just flick either up or down they they've got very limited on the way they can um, allow the, the the air to exit so it's sort of more of a progressively right it's a lot slower and things like that but it's yeah it's just but presumably more reliable yeah yeah, I mean, yeah. I've I've been running the paddle valves on the front that I've got, the front setup that I've got at the moment, and never had any issues whatsoever. Um, so I'll probably I'd just do. I'll, yeah, that's probably what I'm going to do. To be fair, and I found a really nice. Uh, the kit that I've got is from um, 
for the rear is from Eva Resto. Um, it's really good. It's more like an assistive kit, so you just run like these um, basically shock absorbers, but they're bat like bags sort of thing, um, and you still keep the torsion bars in there as well. So um, just able to sort of air out, and then you sort of the main reason why I want to put it on the rear because at the moment it's sort of it, well, at the moment I'm running static, but I was I'm fed up with grinding my exhaust tailpipes when mm. I go on like up a little slope or something like that. Um, and the roads aren't get, getting quite bad in and around like where we are at the moment so you sort of go up over like a little hump in the road and I'm just you can just hear the underside sort of scraping the floor pans are getting scraped to hell now so it's like uh, yeah. I need to have it all sort of up in the air whilst driving around I think and then just lower it when I get to something where I get, get where I want to be so but yeah can no, you do that sort of work at your work in off hours or is that yeah I can well no I can do stuff at work as long as it doesn't interfere with work's time sort of thing so I can at work on a Saturday I can use the workshop facilities and in the evenings I can and before work if I need to but the car wouldn't I can't keep the car on site or anything like that so if I'm going to be doing something I need to get, get it done, done. i got to get it done that day and then drive right, off right okay so um, fair enough. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's completely fair enough. Um, so a lot of the stuff I do at home, well, I do, I do it where the car lives, which is around at my in-laws. But um, with the weather the being like it is as well, that's sort of been a little bit off-putting because I could, I, I mean, I could have get it, got the back end all sort of bolted all up and everything else, and just worried about the air ride management sort of later later this month. But I want to do it all in one hit, really. Yeah. Um, and. The other thing as well is I've seen a really nice sort of like uh, uh, sort of like little unit, if you like. Look, the gauges all sit in along with the paddle valves, and it all sits in the glove box, and none of the air ride stuff will be on show or anything like that, which would be pretty cool. Oh, that's cool to hide that. Yeah. So like the way where, to sit. Where is it, it at the moment? Where are your switches currently? Uh, my switches are down on the driver's side, um, sort of right tucked down in underneath, sort of doesn't really have a dash but like where the instrument like where the clocks and that yeah. are it's sort of on the driver's side right if I know beneath there just a single gauge um, dual needle one for each side and then just two two switches two paddle valves but you know but the paddle valves they ain't cheap either you know uh, for what they are they're sort of like 25 quid each right um, gauges uh the other gauge I would need as well that sort of like ranges but anywhere between 45 to 50 crazy how quick things add up isn't it so I was saying yeah. like with the caddy obviously there's the big expensive main job and that that's mm. you know I've got the bulk of the bigger bits but in reality mm. even when I'm saying that I'm thinking I don't <laughs> all, yeah. the, all those little things that link it all together like um, yeah in the overall plan um, eventually I would like to take the body off um, and get all of that like, like what you're doing sandblasted um, everything else get it all sorted out because there are a few little a few little bits on it that need to be done yours isn't um, too bad though is it it's not rusted to heck or anything it's not too bad no it's starting to um, bubble through in, in the arches a little bit right um, which is sort of every year I sort of like take when I take it out at winter sort of take the cover off take it out of the garage take the cover off and I sort of like look 
lift it up sort of gently and sort of oh yeah I got another I can get another 12 months out of that it's not that bad. <laughs> it's not looking that bad at the moment but that's the plan eventually is to do that take the body off um, and get all of that treated and, and done maybe even go over colour change I don't know possibly I like the colour yeah I'll either stick with um, the colour it is or um, there's a Porsche colour that I really like that I can't remember the name of that's how much I like it um, <laughs> and, <laughs> talking of Porsche colours yeah. I've chosen the colour for the caddy even if it's not ready to be painted yet yeah yeah I'm, um, am I going to share yeah so I know what I wanted to do originally what I wanted to do was I wanted to do a Harlequin style pickup because yeah. um, there there aren't really any not any of the Mark 1 caddies anyway and obviously they never made one um, but I, I feel like I've been getting older <laughs> and having Ooh. a Harlequin pickup is n I, I feel like I will outgrow that mm. um, so what I've settled on is um, a, a Porsche colour so it's um, the 914 when it first came out um, they released it in an ivory colour as well mm. um, so yeah Porsche 914 ivory uh, which is the colour I did the spare wheel that I didn't sell with the sap um, if that's in that colour oh yeah I think I've seen a sort of picture of that actually yeah so it's, be nice. it's yeah it's obviously the caddy at the moment is white white was its original colour so I don't what I thought about was actually I don't want to go too far from that I want it to mm. be noticeably different and clean but I wouldn't want to be you know too outlandish and too far away from what it already is like respectful in terms of the way that I I'll just see if I can find I know what I was going to say to you Lee Brewster Green Brewster Brewster Green there you go I'm going to give it a Google give it a Google Lee I watched one of my videos the other day on YouTube with them yeah he's just a guy building a Civic he went and picked up a sandblaster from a guy and the guy had a a Taycan Turbo S alright and he took him out in it and he was like like the acceleration you will just not be used to no you won't and like he, he struggled like he was quite a big bloke he struggled to even stay upright mm. on like foot flat acceleration he's like this is completely different than any car I've ever been in yeah they are or um, acceleration they he's are like it hurts your neck like to keep your neck up, like to not hit the seat like it's it's an effort it's that much torque yeah they are pretty um they're it awesome. was a cool looking they are, car they are awesome. the calipers are fucking ginormous yeah they're massive aren't they the, the brake discs I think are the same size as the wheels on my Beetle I think uh, <laughs> they look like 400 mil or something probably even bigger actually yeah I think there's something something around that actually I, just I think they're close they to are, it just looking at the Brewster Green yeah the pictures it, probably won't do it justice but no it's nice it's, it's nice it's much nice darker car. isn't it yeah it's, I mean, I mean, I've, it's it's a kind of British racing green, is it? It's darker than the British racing green, but yeah, I saw it first time on a GT three, GT three RS, I think it was. Um, it came in our place, and I sort of worked, walked into the workshop, and I saw it. And I was like, oh, there's there's a black GT three, and then as I got closer, I was like, oh, hang on a minute, no, that's not black, and then sort of noticed this that it was green, um, and then you get it in the sun as well, and it's got yeah there's, there's like got different colour undertones to it it's a really nice colour I really liked it yeah it's really nice 
So, um, obviously, we're on, we're on a tighter schedule this time. Yeah, um, we are. Yeah, um, which I'll try and sort out for, for next time. What are we going to talk about next time, do you think? Um, I've, I've got an idea. Uh, so, I put one forward. Um, mm. I've, I've mentioned the um, builds and brews thing, but and I mm. mentioned track days. So, I've got a few plans this year as things to go, see, and do. So, maybe talking a bit about that, what events and things we'll be attending. Um, I don't that know. Sounds if like a plan. People have already thought about what they're the doing. Lines, yeah. yeah. Sounds good. good. Sounds good. Sick. Um, well, we sort of already know what Drew's doing because he's moving down here to join us. Well, yeah. So we need to. Well, that, yeah, that, to do track days. Well, we're McGann versus about McGann. What we're going to do then, so sick. that Drew knows what all the great tourist attractions of Devon are. Yeah. Imagine Thruxton, McGann versus McGann. Ooh. Fastest track in the UK. Speedy boys. Speedy boys. And a Civic, like two laps behind. And then a beetle <laughs> scraping his way onto the track. Mate, I'll still be on the, the I'll, I'll still be on the motorway on the recovery truck. <laughs> I, I I think probably Martin, you'll win. I, I think I'm probably going to have a number of sort of stereotypical French reliability issues. <laughs> well, mine would probably just smash the limiter all day on track and then break down turning a corner on the way home or, or you'll be pointing the steering wheel in the wrong direction blaming your tracking <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah let's not talk cool let's call that done then